0: How's it going?
1: Not too bad.
0: All right, so good, good. So, uh, do you want to give a little bit of your religious background, or uh, kind of just introduce yourself?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, My name is Joe Valenti, and uh, I was raised. You want to know about my religion? Yes, yes. I was raised as a Catholic. I went to Catholic school um, from grades kindergarten through second grade. I went to Seton Catholic High School in Epworth, Iowa. And uh, after that, I switched to public school. Um, And I guess, I don't know, um, all I ever really knew was Catholic. um, And I never really studied the Bible much. Mm -hmm. That was never really a part of just what we did. It was kind of just based on what you're born into. Mm -hmm. And um, after that... um, my very next religious affiliation, I guess, um, was later on, around my high school years. I never really gave any thought to um, religion until um, my dad ended up getting um, associated with the Jehovah's Witnesses mm-hmm. and started studying with him, and then I, I ended up doing my own study with them. Um, felt like I, I learned a lot about the Bible at that point that I'd never had prior, and one thing kind of led to another, and I started to see some things that I didn't necessarily agree with. And um, just um, taking bits and pieces of things that make sense to me mm-hmm. um, and correlating it with the, with the Bible. And...
0: Would you say your, uh, your theology or your belief is um, largely still based on Jehovah's Witnesses uh, doctrine? Or have you made your own nuanced perspective?
1: I think I've, I've created my own perspective based on, on the scriptures. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think I wouldn't say that my beliefs are based in, in the Jehovah's Witness teachings, mm-hmm. but that I can, I can talk about those teachings and actually um, they're reflected in the Bible themselves Mm -hmm. not everything like i said it was there were certain things that i I didn't agree with that i didn't see but ultimately it always goes back to what i believe is true Mm -hmm. and i i do believe that the bible is you know i believe it's from god i believe it's for us and i personally i had to lose my faith in it i think to gain it that's Mm kind of where i'm and there's i mean there's a lot more to explain that's a very watered down version of it but i've come to the conclusion personally that you know i'm basing my belief in the bible and um Ultimately, my beliefs go back to that, not to any particular doctrine of any particular religion.
0: Okay. So, what, in your view, do you think makes the Bible reliable? Because, obviously, we know there's many translations of the Bible. Sure. It's been passed around. Uh, the books of the Bible are written by many different people over a large span of time. Sure. So, why, in your view, should we trust the Bible over any other holy book, spiritual revelation, or any other thing that's came before it?
1: Sure. And I, I think that's a, a valid question to ask because there's a lot of things out there. There's a lot of mm. other, other things out there. But in my, in my opinion, I don't think that there's anything quite like the, the Bible itself. I think the, the Bible answers a lot of questions about our existence as human beings, you know, as far as morality, as far as um, just our experience as, as human beings and where we are and where we're going. In, in my opinion, I don't think there's anything quite like the Bible as far as mm-hmm. how it explains our position relative to, you know, here mm-hmm. life death, um, mm-hmm. and every you know everything in between, um, or birth death and everything in between.
0: So you mentioned that <clears throat> the Bible talks a lot about morality, obviously. Sure, man. but uh, other religious texts, Eastern religions, talk about the same kind of morality, and uh, I know in other religious books like the Bhagavad Gita, Hinduism, and the Tao Te Ching Taoism Mm, and a lot of other religious texts and even Stoicism by Marcus, like Marcus Aurelius and stuff like that. Uh, it talks about the same types of things, even like almost word for word of what the Bible says. And so how do we know that these, these texts weren't formed around some sort of cultural basis and these, these lessons have been passed down and the Bible just happens to be one of them that picked them up. And, uh, so, well, before you go into that,
1: can you give me some examples of 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 those things that you had referenced in the, just yeah, so, as, as far as the, like
0: the, the golden rule obviously is, is a big thing in Confucianism. And, uh, just that, uh, that feeling of the body, the oneness has mm-hmm. been a huge emphasis in like many different religions, even right. metaphysics and philosophy. So we have, we have this view of oneness, like Hinduism talked about oneness and the body, uh, thousands of years before the Bible brought it up. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it seems as if uh when Jesus was around or these uh uh Jewish scholars or uh, sure. people that wrote these things down they didn't have nothing to work on mm-hmm. or work off of. Right. Um they had a plethora of other sources to draw from. There was a big scholar tra- scholar tradition in uh ancient Greece mm-hmm. and the ancient Greece schools and so uh there was a lot of ideas flowing around and I see a lot of things in the Bible is just picking up off of these ideas. And so uh, the culture that we live in, in Western tradition, we are solidly based on Christian Mm -hmm. tradition. And so we don't really see all the Eastern traditions that are happening in other parts of the world, but these were uh, prior to Christianity. So I I don't understand how, uh, what the significance of the Bible is ahead of all these other religions. Sure.
1: I just, I don't think any of those, um, other texts that you mention reference any sort of um, solution mm-hmm. there's no there's really no um, ultimate solution to the problems that we're facing currently uh, We talk a lot about government systems and, and how we can better ourselves as, as human beings and one of the th- one of the main points of the Bible that sets it apart from all other texts is that it talks about um, ultimately it talks about, where humanity is headed and and the solution to humanity's problem of uh, governing themselves. Mm. And I think that's one of many things that that set the Bible's text apart. Mm. Um, And again, I'll admit, you know, I've looked into a lot of this stuff myself, especially the validity of the Bible. So don't think that I haven't, you know, questioned that myself, because that's a big part of finding truth is questioning what you believe. Um, But... And even before that, though, you know, you have to come to the conclusion that there's some, there's some, like we can talk about the Bible or, or, you know, you know, the Tao or we can talk about the the Eastern religions or we can talk about African religions and all, all that. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately the, the first thing, you know, I feel like a person needs to do is, is come to the conclusion that there's either something or there's nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's really anything between you. Either it was an accident that we're here, because we're here, we exist. Mm-hmm. It was either an accident or it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the first, you know, that's the first step in in, in the process.
0: And also, uh, I know what a lot of Christian apologists will argue that what Christianity, how Christianity is set apart from other religions is that uh, God comes to meet us where we're at. I know mm-hmm. as a Jehovah's Witness, you don't believe Jesus is God. Correct.
1: I don't. I don't believe, based on the Bible, that okay. Jesus is God. Yet. So
0: that uh, argument for why Christianity is set apart wouldn't apply to you. Correct. Okay.
1: But well, but I mean, I'd say you know, God, the God of the Bible. Still, regardless of if Jesus was God or wasn't God, the same principle still applies. That God is reaching out to us, and and He mm-hmm. gives us that, you know. Um, the information you know that we that we need, um, even though a lot of it, in my opinion, gets misunderstood, and that goes mm-hmm. for a lot of things. But it's not as, as clear cut. But it's still there for us. You know, if mm-hmm. it is the truth, it's it's there for us, and it's him reaching out.
0: So you mentioned that uh, uh, Christianity comes up with solutions towards like these future problems. Yeah, right? yeah. And other religions don't particularly do that. So Christianity has kind of that trajectory towards something. C-
1: Christianity um, the main, the main point of the Bible. And, and I think a lot of this, it it kind of goes unnoticed because again, I, you know, we talked about certain things that are misunderstood, you know, with the Bible, but overall it's a very simple concept. One mm. of the, the main point of the Bible is, is God's kingdom. Mm. That's, that's ultimately what God's solution for mankind's problem is is mm-hmm. His kingdom. Daniel two forty four is is one scripture that I always, you know, reference and I've studied Daniel, you know, quite a bit. But mm-hmm. that scripture basically says that it talks about um, future kingdoms that would come that would arise basically. Mm-hmm. And and during the final kingdom in the in the final kingdom of those days, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be brought to ruin, um, and it itself will stand till time indefinite. And, you know, it talks about the holy ones that will be part of the kingdom. And basically what it's saying is that this kingdom is going to be, it's not going to be passed on. It's not going to be, it's not going to fall like human kingdoms. It's not going to have the flaws that human kingdoms have. It's going to be the the ultimate solution for mankind's problems. So, and, you know. And as a
0: Jehovah's Witness, you don't believe in like a spiritual afterlife. You believe heaven will be on earth, material well, right. so again,
1: what the Bible talks about, because I always like to reference the Bible, yep. the Bible talks about, you know, the meek will inherit the earth. Yep. You know, Psalms, Jesus said, Jesus himself yep. said, you know, mm-hmm. in, in the scriptures. And that's in whatever, you know, Bible, you can find that for yourselves. So there's this idea of the earth, you know, and in Revelation, it talks about how God will be with mankind and he will wipe away every tear from their eye and death mm-hmm. will be no more. But it also talks about um, how in the kingdom there will be. Certain ones mm-hmm. that will be established in this kingdom, and they'll rule as kings and priests over the earth. So, mm-hmm. these are just very short points, but at the very least, if someone's unfamiliar with these points, you see it for yourself, and you at least need to question, "What does this mean?" What, what? Because I've always been taught, especially in the Catholic, you know, growing up Catholic, you mm-hmm. die. You know, this life is a test. You die. You go to heaven, mm-hmm. or you go to hell if you're bad. Mm-hmm. But my study of the scriptures has revealed something so much different. There's so much more to it. It's it's not necessarily complex mm. to understand, but it's right there for you. It just depends on, I guess, how much you already believe. Mm. How much do you already believe, you know, as far as doctrine? Mm. And that's going to shape how you see the scriptures. Mm.
0: Um, I know the verse where Christ says, the kingdom of heaven will not be low here, low there, but the kingdom of heaven is within you. Mm-hmm. What I think he means by that is that, we have the power to bring heaven on earth while we're here. Mm-hmm. And so it's through these loving acts where when you love someone you feel that you're in heaven sure. and when you hate, you feel that you're in hell. Sure. <laughs> so yeah. that, that's just my interpretation. No, I, but what I, do you think about that? I
1: appreciate that. And um, you know, some it's interesting, some Bible translation translations actually translate that particular scripture mm-hmm. as in your midst. Mm-hmm. Some say sorry is, is within you or some say in your midst. So, you know, that would just require, again, that's one scripture. The totality of the mm-hmm. scriptures, though, in reference to the kingdom is, is always in reference to physical, earthly kingdoms. It talks about, in mm-hmm. Daniel, how the first kingdom that was established before God's kingdom arrives was Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar. That was who Daniel was, was yeah. referencing in in that book of the, of the Bible. Then he went to the next, after you, there's going to be another kingdom, mm-hmm. And then after you, there's going to be a stronger kingdom. And then finally, after these actual earth, actual earthly kingdoms, these are not, it's not a, um, a metaphor for him. He's telling you point blank what the dream that um, King Nebuchadnezzar had, he's interpreting the dream. Mm. That's, what, that's what's happening. So, And the dream was um, that he saw four beasts rise mm. out of the earth. And in the Bible, beasts represent kingdoms, actual earthly kingdoms. And, and he went on to explain that. Um, and the final kingdom that he talked about after the, these ones have come and gone is god 's kingdom that will be established that will rule over mankind and will ultimately lead to you know our our fulfill fulfillment of of the the potential of human beings and our purpose from uh, and uh, our
0: creator another uh jehovah's witness belief that I know you've talked about is the resurrection of the dead mm-hmm. right yeah so this is a is this a physical resurrection that yeah, people are people die and they raise up is it like a zombie kind of thing
1: no uh well here according to the scriptures cuz again you know i don't identify as yeah, yeah. a jehovah's witness um again every, but largely
0: still your beliefs align with their interpretation
1: their inter- yes yeah. their interpretation but based on the scriptures i can yes. i can exclude all of jehovah's witness
0: and even their translation of the bible correct get yeah. rid of it i agree of, with you i i think the bible does indicate an actual resurrection of the dead.
1: Absolutely. And on that topic, okay, so we'll talk about the resurrection. Um, so in the scriptures, Jesus resurrected Lazarus, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and even the disciples were able to resurrect people. So mm-hmm. these were actual resurrections. Mm-hmm. They these people were actually, according to the scriptures, they were mm-hmm. dead and they were brought back to life. And some, mm-hmm. in some sense, it's not a, a spiritual. It's not a metaphor. It's not a a parable that they were dead and, and Jesus brought them back to their mm-hmm. physical body. And the reason he did that, and it goes on to explain, I, I forget the exact scripture, but mm-hmm. um, it says there will, you know, there will come a time when all those in the memorial tombs will come out. He will hear his voice and they'll come out. Mm-hmm. And it talks about a resurrection of the righteous and the unrighteous. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I believe based on the scriptures that Jesus did that and he explained that he did that. And the things that he was doing to prove who he was and to show what he was going to do in the future—that yeah. there's going to be a, this resurrection of the dead—and that's the hope of the scriptures: is a resurrection, not um, not that when You're we're gonna here, going to
0: spend uh, eternity in some sort of right ethereal, hell or heaven or heaven, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. That's that's not the point of the scriptures, uh, you know. But there'll
0: be a peaceful world, exactly, yeah. and,
1: and it, it'll be governed by our creator, the one that we we come from. So he did these things to, to show us what he was going to do, healing the blind, you know, healing the sick, healing the people who, who couldn't, you know, walk. He did all these things to show, first, okay. I am who I am, and also this is going to happen on a grand scale in the future.
0: And hell would just be non-existence. Hell correct. would not be a place of torment, but a place of just you're not rising from the dead. Correct,
1: yeah. correct. And there's exactly, and, and that's the whole point. It's a very... It's a very simple concept. So what is life? Life is existence, right? Yeah. What is death? Death is the opposite of life. That's the punishment. The punishment is you don't get to live. Let's say you die and you go to hell or you go to heaven or you go to some spiritual place. Well, you know, you're you're really not. If, if punishment is hell, let's say, really you're not. And you go to hell and you're in some spiritual hell somewhere, you know. You're still alive, mm-hmm. technically. You're 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 just in alive in a, in a
0: different sense, nuanced existence. Yeah,
1: correct. And also, you know, people can derive whatever they want as far as fire and flames. And the Bible mm-hmm. does use those terms to to talk about um, uh, Hades. I guess mm-hmm. it's, that's the Greek is hell. And to the Jews, Hades Hades was just the common grave of mankind. That's where mm-hmm. you go when you're you're dead. It's not necessarily a, a physical place. And then there was Gehenna, which is referenced as the fire. Mm-hmm. But I contend that each each verse in the Bible that talks about fire and flames and all this stuff is just a symbol of destruction.
0: But uh, Gehenna, correct me if I'm wrong, was mm-hmm. the, the trash pit where things went to be decomposed of. That's correct. You threw them into the fire so that it would be disintegrated. That's exactly right.
1: Okay. That's absolutely 100% what it yep. was. And again, mm-hmm. something that burns... In Gehenna, it's gone, gone forever. <laughs> ultimately, it's gone forever. Once it's done burning, well, then it just waits for the next thing to burn yeah. it up. The Bible uses those terms, these these like negative terms, this mm. this fire symbolism, not as a a way to you know show if you're bad, you're gonna be you're gonna be burned yeah. forever. You're gonna yeah. be burning in hell forever. You know, I, I understand why some people wouldn't want to believe in that God yeah. because. That's not something the Bible teaches. The Bible uses fire as a symbol of complete destruction. It even talks about, mm-hmm. in Revelation, it says that the, de- the devil and his angels will be thrown into mm-hmm. the lake of fire. Right? Yep. So there's a difference between the lake of fire and Hades. Mm-hmm. Hades, even good people. Jesus was in Hades. Jesus was in hell. The King James Bible says Jesus was in hell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Jesus didn't Because have he was gone temporarily. He was, exactly, but was he burning somewhere? No, he was in the common, he was dead. He was dead for three days, and God resurrected him. Yes. Uh, The Revelation talks about how um, death and hell after Satan and the demons are thrown into the lake of fire. It says, then death and hell, or Hades, was thrown into the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. Well, how does death and hell be tortured for all eternity? It's a symbol. The
0: evil for... is gone forever. Exactly, Todd. That's exactly, it's it's a symbol. It's, it's pretty obvious once you put it in, in context. Absolutely. But uh, I, Go agree, ahead. I agree with your interpretation sure. of that. Sure, sure. Um, but let's look at it from a psychological perspective. Yeah. Do you think these stories may have come to fruition or uh, been created in order for us to cope with these kind of existential anxieties that we are, might be gone forever? There might be a nihilism and that we won't exist anymore. And so in order to cope with this, we have to come up with okay. We're not going to be gone forever, right? So, what do you think about this, this psychological interpretation of where, why we maybe created these stories?
1: Yes, and I, I think that's a, a very a very valid point. And I think people do just naturally, you know, create certain things and, and certain a certain mindset to cope with the fact that they're going to die someday. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the fact that religion that Christianity rather is completely based on that. You know, I don't think that that is the case, um, because I think it ultimately, again, it goes back to something we kind of talked about earlier: is there's either something or nothing. So, you know, that's a conversation that we can have. There's either everything we experience either came from nothing or it mm-hmm. came from something. From there, when you make your decision based on that, then you you can go a little bit further and 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 put a title on it. And mm-hmm. the title that that I've found fits best at that point is you know, the Christian worldview. So ultimately, I think that that just goes back to, you know, is there something, is there nothing? Start there, and then we can, you know, we can go further as far as, are we just conjuring things up as far as purpose, or is there purpose? Is there really, truly purpose?
0: And usually in the, in the Western culture, we usually tie the concept of God at the hip with Christianity. Correct. But those yeah. two things can be separated. We can say there is a creator, but Christianity is... Is not the truth. You you can separate those two. You, you
1: can. You you can absolutely you can. And you can, it,
0: it doesn't have to be the the type of monotheistic God described in the Jewish literature and cor- the Old Testament.
1: Correct. Yeah. I mean, it can it can be. You know, if you start at the, the initial question of either it came from something or it came from nothing, and you determine that it, there was something. You don't. that doesn't automatically point you right to, to the Bible. Mm. That's something you have to find out for yourself.
0: Once and you, you make to, that step of, okay, there's a creator, then you have to verify, okay, what is the character of this creator? Correct. And this is what the Bible describes of him as correct. or her as.
1: Correct. And, it, and it's for you to come to your conclusion as far as a, a label on, on that faith that you're putting that in, there is some, you know, I don't know what it is, but there's something. You, you have to take your experience in life... And, and then your experience as far as searching, seeking out the other options as far as a title, and, and putting them together, and not being afraid of the answers, and you know, um, it, it's a journey. You know, it's a it's a journey that I think some people avoid, and others others um, continue to to seek out um, as far as uh, their own personal journey. But ultimately, I I, I believe that it, it all. Ultimately leads to, to the same conclusion. If there's a if there's a truth out there, it's a universal truth. Mm-hmm. It's not a subjective truth. It's not what I believe uh, is true for me. But you know, it's not. It's what if there's a truth. If there's a creator. If there's a yes. We, there is something. We came from something, not nothing. Then that's true for everybody. And mm-hmm. that truth, whatever that truth is, is universal. Mm-hmm. It's going to be true for everyone. If it if it's not. If there is no creator. Then yeah, we make up. We can make up our purpose and mm-hmm. whatever we feel.
0: Okay, so I feel like that the idea of a creator is much easier to get behind. Not that it's fully just so easy to get behind, mm-hmm. but I feel the jump from creator to the Bible is true is kind of a large jump. Okay, I, I feel that uh, um, these scriptures were written by people just like us in different time periods, obviously different cultures. Yep. But, um, we would have to trust these writers and prophets that they're telling the truth. And not only are they in a different time period and culture than us where this is a messianic age, they're awaiting a messiah. Correct. They, the, the talk around the town is that a messiah is coming to save us and get us out of this, uh, bad place. Right. (laughs) So, uh, they had this in their psychology that, Uh, there's a narrative to their Mm -hmm. to their story yep Yep. and so a lot of things that they're writing are just conforming to their cultural backdrop right and so why should we today believe their story is it only because it's hopeful for us and that it will get us out of Mm -hmm. eternal death or is there some more compelling reason to believe and isn't it just as comforting to believe that we are here with our, our friends and family for a while and that uh, because life is temporary, that makes time even more valuable because it's a scarce resource. And so we should just do what we can here, live for the now, not live for some etern- uh, future uh, thing, but just live for the present moment. Mm-hmm. So, so what, do you, what do you make of that? Yeah,
1: ultimately, I think it, it just goes back to you know what is true you know if if there is no if there is no purpose to anything and you you feel like you've made that conclusion then yeah time is a very valuable resource it's very scarce and you should be doing what you feel like you need to do and um, you know you you can still have a a meaningful life I guess but ultimately it's going to come back to the same result you're going to die and that's going to be it you know regardless of what you've done whether it was good or bad uh, Mm -hmm. you're going to die and, and yeah. that's going to be the end of your existence. Yeah. Um, as far as, you know, if there is a purpose, then, you know, things become a little bit more, um, things can become a little bit more involved. I, what was your, the other part to, to that question? Was it the
0: the culture tradition that they had this narrative of uh, the Messiah coming, or was it something else they said?
1: Yeah. Um, think you you talked about
0: uh, or should we just be content with like the here and now and not some future thing?
1: Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah, I think there was a few things in there. I, I, I it was a long. I should <laughs> yeah, I should have like uh took notes. I'm just kidding, but um no. Well, I, I, I just have a, a go ahead if if you have something yeah. on your mind like right now because I want to well, answer I want to answer all that I yeah. just can't remember all the
0: points. Um, do you think there is a function? for religion because like when you look at just a naturalistic approach if if material is all there is sure can't everything be explained by merely material things and can't we live just as good of lives in just a material and material and not knowing all these extra spiritual things like i know we define spiritual as as different Mm -hmm. things but can't we just live just as good of lives in just the here and now in the present moment in the material? And is, shouldn't that be just enough in our human relations?
1: It could be if you want it to be, but I, I object to the fact or the the notion that material is all there is because Mm -hmm. we experience so much more than just material. We experience love. That's not a material thing. We experience emotion. Um, You know, some people can can try to write that off as just chemical reactions in the brain. Mm-hmm. But, you know, unfortunately, as soon as you do that, you open yourself up to a lot of very... Um, you open yourself up to a slippery slope there because now mm-hmm. you can't trust your own thoughts because it's just, um, it's just material. It's just uh, the, a chemical process, and it doesn't really matter anyway. So you can't... I wouldn't say
0: you can't trust your own thoughts. Just because thoughts are chemically or electrically driven, that's just the way it is. Like our thoughts are a product of these natural things. Sure. And so that's, we can trust natural things. Sure. But,
1: but, but ultimately can you make any sort of, if everything in, if everything in your, in your brain is, it's just the way it is, your thoughts and your, you know, what, I guess there's no real, end or or purpose to any of it it doesn't seem to be and not that there has to be but when you say everything is is just comes back to material Mm -hmm. then there's I believe that there's just a lot of other doors that open Mm -hmm. because now everything just becomes subjective it's just and you know if you believe your thoughts have meaning and I believe they don't then nobody's really right it's just a matter of your material thought process you yeah. know what i'm saying ultimately it just comes back to it doesn't really matter so anyway you, so you
0: brought up meaning okay sure sure so in philosophy there's two different really camps about meaning mm-hmm. there's essentialism which is that a meaning is chosen for us so this is the god view god right. designs this is the way the world is right this is the path you should be walking
1: right right
0: okay right that's, that's one view
1: rules established
0: yes rules that's established right order and how you should conduct your life, stuff like that. And
1: that's how we live today, yeah. even in our society.
0: And then there's another camp, which yep. is existentialism. So this is Soren Kierkegaard, Jean Paul Sitar, Albert Camus is kind of a existentialist. And this is that uh, existence precedes essence. So that we exist first and then we come up with whatever we want our meaning to be. Mm-hmm. So let's say I want the meaning of my life to be The pursuit of money. Someone could decide that. Someone else says, I want the meaning of my life to pursue this. So it's a very subjective approach. Yep. Now, I don't think either of those camps are good enough. I think you need to combine the two and have a synthesis between those two and say uh, there is a a structural order to things, Mm -hmm. is that we are made in a certain, not made, but maybe crafted in a certain biological way, and that our natural drives lead us to certain things. So we're led to food, we're led to sex, we're led to uh, safety, stuff like that. And so we need to utilize our natural tendencies and say, what makes these natural tendencies satisfied? Maybe not overindulgence, but maybe Mm -hmm. a balance. Sure. Okay. And then we need to incorporate with that. Okay. Having our natural tendencies in mind. I'm going to pursue a life that is in accordance with these natural tendencies, right. which is kind of a Stoic and a Taoist view, which is that there is a path in life mm-hmm. that if you live according to balance, don't eat too much, don't eat too little.
1: Right.
0: You know, we're, as human beings, our natural biology will say that we will probably be happy with this outcome. This is a meaning that we should be pursuing mm-hmm. according to our natural tendencies as human beings. So that is my synthesis between those two camps. So do you think that uh, we can make our own meaning according to these natural tendencies? or do you think there needs to be some so, sort of objective standard above all of us?
1: Sure, and I respect I respect that view. Um, but I, I do I'm, I'd say I'm in the camp of of an objective standard because you know you talk about um, you talked about this existence that we know we have and, and we have these tendencies, but ultimately it, it always comes back to, where did this existence come from where do these tendencies come, come from, from yeah. are they meaningful or are they meaningless if there's no per, if your essence is an accident yeah. if your your entire being and your existence itself is the result of a random material
0: process so then, aristotle would call this the first cause correct and so everything that proceeds from this first cause which is the first cause is God, according to him, absolutely. Yep. Whatever precedes, whatever sets things into motion at the beginning, yes, ultimately decides the direction.
1: Correct. Correct.
0: Yeah. And so you would hold to that view?
1: I, I would. Yeah, I would hold to that view because I, I believe that that view makes the most sense chronologically and just based on you know yep. our experience. the the logical um, The logical way to go about. This t- type of investigation is starting at the beginning, mm. and what was the beginning? What was the what was the very first? You know, they talk about the uncaused cause or the uncaused
0: first cause. Exactly,
1: yes. um, and so it, I don't think to me it doesn't matter what worldview you hold. It has to start at that first. It has to start at that first cause, and anything outside of that would be. matter of of faith if you if you think that there's something other than okay you have your first cause if you think at all that there's anything other than some sort of first cause anything outside of that that was the beginning or Mm -hmm. some sort of that would be a matter of your your faith Mm -hmm. that would be your your faith and i would also argue that anything as far as a, a claim that our existence and our our the materials of, 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 of the world and our experience between, you know, human beings and, and all the wonderful things that we experience as far as love and even all the bad things, um, you know, I would argue that I guess you, God, I had such a, I had, a I <laughs> knew thought. exactly where I was going and then I lost my thought because I started, um,
0: well, a lot of, uh, stoic philosophy and a lot of, uh, in William James writing, he's a pragmatic philosopher. Mm-hmm. He talks about what characterizes religion is our acceptance of the universe. Okay. It coming to grips that, that this is the way things work.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: sometimes we feel a tension with the way things work. Right. right. That we are temporary beings
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that, uh, our existence is finite. And one day we won't see our loved ones again. Yeah. This is a very uncomfortable fact. Real, real quick. Yes, yes, go ahead. I remember what I was going to say. Yes, yes, go ahead. Okay,
1: so, the, the, sorry, the point that I was making before was all the things we experience, basically, when you, when you hold the belief that all that prior stuff that I just said
0: mm-hmm.
1: is a matter of just randomness and accident, when you subscribe to that belief, I also would argue that that, that would be a matter of a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Because... You didn't see it. You're relying just as much on, on, on men. And even though you can go through the textbooks and it, it can sort of, I guess, make sense to you. And it, it seems to be naturalism or, or the scientific view is the, the smart way. Because I, I think that a lot of the times it, it's sold that science is, is, is just, that's what facts. we know. And that's the, that's, that's because we observe it. We see it. We test it. That, which in theory, Absolutely. That is how it should be testable, you know, repeatable and all these, uh, all these ways to seek out truth. And, you know, we have the guitar and phones and all these cars
0: based on science. Well, I believe it was Augustine that said, all truth is God's truth. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. even in science, the, 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 truth that we come up with, yep, if it's truth, mm-hmm. it should point back to God.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and also as far as just the science itself and how far we've, come with technology and such i subscribe to all that and i I think it's a it's a wonderful thing and i think it showcases how um how far you know human beings can go and it can be used for good or bad Mm -hmm. um but you know at the same time that with the you know all this technology and everything that that we see it's it's kind of i don't know it's um It's, what's the word I'm looking for
0: here? <laughs> well, back to I'll, what I I'll get back to yeah, okay. I'll get
1: back to that point because I'll remember it at some okay. point, But you can go on.
0: So back to what I was saying about... I have the, too much going on. Yeah, I have too much, yeah. there's a lot of information. <laughs> no,
1: you're
0: good. But uh, back to what I was saying with William James saying that religion ultimately comes down to our acceptance with the way things are, the acceptance okay. of the universe. Okay. And that one day we will die... And uh, that there's evil in the world. Yep. And we have to accept these things. And the minute we accept these things, there's a sort of surrender to the way things are. Mm -hmm. And this, he characterizes as surrender to God, kind of. Okay. Because we're surrendering to the laws and the order of the universe. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's kind of just a stopping of protesting the way things are. Yep. Yep. And there's kind of a solemnness to this kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. It's like (laughs) you go into a sacred space... And say, okay, I'm not going to protest anymore. I'm going to keep silent. I'm not going to assert myself anymore. Right.
1: Yeah. I. I and I honestly feel, I personally feel that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't feel like it's, at this point, I don't feel like it's my duty to change anybody's mind. Yeah. I don't think it's my duty to try to inject myself into someone's life to try to, you know, have them... Look at things the way that I necessarily look at them, even though what I believe I believe to be true. I wouldn't believe it if I didn't think it was true. So, mm. I believe that it's true, but I don't necessarily think it's my job at this point in time to go out and convince yeah. everybody. Um, even though that might. Do you think be...
0: that's one of the big things that is different from the that you've left off of the Jehovah's Witnesses that you don't? Yeah. uh, or, uh Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. I I think
1: so definitely. Um, they are uh, they engage in a door to door preaching, which yes. is you know, it's a it's a biblical thing. Jesus they yes. went and the apostles they went door to door, they preached the good news. The difference is that um they had Jesus with them and, and there wasn't any error.
0: Did they after the after he What did he ascend to a heaven? Is that
1: He ascended yeah. According to the scriptures, he um he appeared. Um
0: So there is a heaven like a a dwelling place for god yes, and yes, jesus that's,
1: that's where god exists okay the, and the heavens are also referred to as like the sky and, okay. and so on Get but you. there is a physical there's a heaven that's where god resides okay um and there's an earth mm-hmm. and god created the heavens and he created the earth god resides in the heavens human beings reside on the earth he created the earth not for nothing we created it to be inhabited mm-hmm. um just like the scriptures say and uh, this is our home this is you know that's where Adam and Eve were. Mm-hmm. That's where where they were placed in the beginning. They were here on Earth.
0: So we all did come from heaven, essentially. Essentially, yeah. yeah. At the beginning, uh,
1: yeah. yeah. In the beginning, that's where, you know, and also um, on the point that I forgot before, because uh, I think I'm, I have early onset Alzheimer's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but the the point earlier that I was trying to make was that there's there's. Legitimate science, and also there's science that's passed off as science, mm-hmm. I believe, that isn't necessarily science. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's certain things in science that you, that you also have to take a, a leap of faith and believe. As far as, I mean, just as the, as simple as if you subscribe to a materialistic worldview, that means that you believe that non-material became living mm-hmm. material, living human beings, and explains our existence. So there's...
0: One point on that. Sure. Do you feel that... And that's, that's a leap
1: of That's a huge yes. leap of
0: faith. But do you feel that, if anyway, it is possible Mm -hmm. that raw material, when uh, fused together and becoming so complex, like so many different facets, so many different parts, electric stimulation, uh, uh, anything else that is involved in natural processes, do you think any of that could come to produce what we call consciousness?
1: Well... Todd, I could I could say, I can make any claim that I want to, right? I can say anything I really want to as far as to explain how we got here. Um, could it be possible? Because I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I, I guess it could. But if you, I'm not going to subscribe to that. I don't feel like that is the worldview that makes the most sense. But mm-hmm. somebody can believe that if they like. And I would call that their, that would be their faith. Mm-hmm. Because what are you? you're not basing it in science mm-hmm. you know it would seem that you're following the lines of science because it's a natural explanation mm-hmm. but just because it's a natural explanation doesn't exclude the possible there's just as much possibility that i'm a personal being that i know exists and there's a, a personal being that that created me outside of that i would
0: but you I would, don't believe there's a soul do you no i don't i don't believe that okay, the bible teaches I agree that. <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, there's a philosophy called non-reductive physicalism, which is espoused by Robert Spaman, who mm-hmm. wrote the book Persons. Sure. And he says that ultimately, um, consciousness is made up of the various parts of the brain. And once you start cutting off certain parts of the brain, you will lose consciousness. and yeah. You'll start losing parts of consciousness.
1: Dust you are to dust you will return.
0: Yeah. And uh, like... Uh, Phineas Gage, who had like a pole or something shot through his skull, he lost his morality through that. And so we know that certain attributes of consciousness are localized or distributed throughout the brain. Sure. And so if you start cutting off things, you'll start losing personhood and you'll start losing consciousness and you'll start losing life. Absolutely. And so eventually when the whole body or mind decays or brain decays, the mind will eventually decay as well.
1: Yeah. And that's the whole idea of irreducible complexity. Yeah. The human being the, from, from the entire body plan and the whole You can't structure. look at one part
0: of the brain and know the person. You need right. to look at the thing as a whole and its whole. interactions.
1: Absolutely. Yes. As, even from the, down to this, you know, the cellular material that we're made of, everything is, the, the idea is irreducible complexity. You can't take... As soon as you take one part, everything falls apart. It, this, is a, this, this whole system that we call our, our, our body and our existence... It needs to be the way it is, mm-hmm. and and yeah, so absolutely, definitely.
0: Well, I think we covered a whole lot of ground. Do you wanna? Yeah. Do you wanna have any closing comments or thoughts on the topic? Or
1: um, man, I, there's there's a lot, but um, I don't know. I I think that uh,
0: our I, I felt like I agreed with a lot of what you were saying, sure. even though I would say I'm more. Agnostic to the issue, sure. yeah, absolutely. Uh, more atheistic when it comes to accepting the Bible, but yeah. more open to the fact that there may be a higher power. Definitely. But I do agree with most, for the most part, with your interpretation of the Bible. Yes. And with your interpretation of the world, and I want to thank you for sitting down with me. Today. Yeah,
1: I I appreciate it. This has been fun. I actually I do want to make one more comment. Yeah. We did talk about yeah. uh, the immortality of the soul. Like yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so the, the belief I subscribe to as far as what I believe the Bible teaches and what, what the Bible does teach, um, is, is that, you know, basically flesh is What is flesh is flesh and what is blood is blood. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, when we, when we die, that's, again, that goes back to our opposite, being opposite of life and, and our hope is in Jesus that, you know, that will be resurrected. And, you know, we didn't get time to talk about why Jesus needed to die and all these uh, other issues as far as the Bible. Maybe that's something we can do yeah. at a later time. Um,
0: definitely. We will definitely have more topics to yeah, discuss later.
1: For sure. And But yes, you know, and I guess that's the only point I wanted to make about, you know, just as far as the validity of why we would even need a resurrection if we're going to die and this life is a test and we go to heaven or we go to hell. What's the point of bringing people back to life and what's this whole idea of of um heaven anyway where where who does go to heaven where what's the point of going to heaven mm-hmm. you know and and those are topics man we could have conversations about forever mm-hmm. um but there is a specific reason why you know the bible talks about those you know that people in heaven and, and then people on the earth a new heaven a new earth um, it all kind of ties in together—the immortality of the soul, you know—who is Jesus? Why do, why was He here? Um, so many questions to be answered, and it, it can seem complex. But the the scriptures lay it out very, very um, simple. And I believe—and this will be my closing comment—what comment, makes it so, I guess, difficult to understand and not quite see how how simple it is as far as these truths is that many people have been have been taught you know, since they were young, a certain view of the Bible and what the Bible teaches, you know, and there's so many interpretations of it and and people begin to subscribe to that. And I don't place myself outside of that. I'm willing to talk about my beliefs Mm. and why exactly I believe them. And I can articulate from the scriptures why I believe them. And I believe someone else can do the same thing. But when you sit down and, 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 just look at what the scriptures say, there's a lot of questions that need to be asked. And I, Mm -hmm. I've asked those questions and I, I like bringing them out to other people to see what they have to say because I'm on their grounds. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, maybe that's something we can talk about Mm -hmm. later on, but, um, I, I, I feel like, you know, again, the Bible explains a lot of very relevant issues that we have going on today. You know, when it talks about, um, a lot of relevant history and I won't, I don't have time mm-hmm. to talk about all that, but, um, I think this has been a cool conversation and yeah. I really, uh,
0: and I feel like those who, uh, fight for naturalism and those who are religious have a lot more common ground than yeah. what people think they do.
1: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. if
0: we just understand and, and listen before we, yeah. Uh, assume. Yep. Then...
1: That's, that's exactly. That's it. And that's the most important thing is really to, to listen and, Keep an open mind, and and it seems everybody has an open mind these days. But you, that's something you gotta ask yourself, you know.
0: And everyone's really just trying to find the answers to yeah. these big questions. That's so it. Everybody. You the gotta end, be understanding with that.
1: Absolutely, man. At, at the end of the day, regardless of what you believe, uh, most people are really they're trying, mm-hmm. you know. And and maybe even there's even a part that that isn't because it's human nature. Yeah. Because you know, sometimes the answers might not be what you want them to be, but Mm -hmm. it's when you are willing to be uncomfortable with with those answers, Mm. that's where you grow. Mm. You know, if you you hold a certain worldview and you're being presented with information that you're just not able to refute, you don't have to accept it right away, but you need to at least have the courage to investigate it and go from there, you know, but Mm. just keep that, you know, keep... Hopefully, I hope people just keep that open mind and they they keep uh searching for the truth and and don't don't stop searching for the truth because ultimately we're gonna one day we're gonna be dead and and we're we're gonna know the truth at some point once once our eyes close for the final time, you know either nothing's gonna happen or maybe we're gonna wake up or maybe we'll be in he you know yes. Yeah. Someday everybody's gonna know the truth, and and and
0: it's out of our control, but we really want to know while we're here. <laughs> we want to
1: know while we're here. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's and, been a very
0: productive yeah. conversation. Appreciate you sitting down and talking to me. It's been very fascinating. Definitely. I'll definitely have you definitely have you back soon, Joe. All right.
1: Yep. Take care.